Homies, welcome to the news of the week. I'm your host, Dark Eleven, and with me, as always, is nobody again. Sorry, <laughs> we're super busy at Agora at the moment. Um, so this uh, news of the week is fallen to me again to beat the drums here for you omies but don't worry we will be double hosted back again as usual next week hopefully when things calm down a little bit for the team this week we're talking about beating the drum is the editorial uh, this week which is trying to give some explanation about what's going on in the market at the moment which is uh, sort of this uh, big narrative around the ETH1 to ETH2 merge. Uh, so that all happened around July. And what that means is that the issuance rate for ETH to miners will drop. Well, to miners will drop 100% because there won't be any more miners. But uh, the actual issuance rate altogether will drop sort of 75% because the proof of stake system doesn't require as much inflation uh, for its security budget than the proof of work does. And that's for a host of reasons. But uh, that's just giving some small explanation about sort of the narrative which is driving markets at the moment. That's not to say <laughs> that we won't see another downturn again before the merge, uh, but sort of that's just what is on people's mind and is kind of driving market sentiment at the moment. Uh, so we uh, have a good amount of exposure to that and that's through our 68 million dollars of ETH we have in the treasury a nice little exposure to that and you would have seen the price of ETH go from about 2800 to about 3400 and then it dipped down a bit today it's at like 3300 at the moment and then the editorial goes on and it talks about sort of the uh, thoughtfulness and care that's been put into the curation of the treasury assets we have currently and sort of the assets we're targeting into the future. And it just gives some examples like CVX, which is up 40% on the week, uh, FXS, which is up 30% on the week. And we have quite some exposure to both those tokens in our treasury, which is sort of driving up the market value of the treasury at the moment. And then sort of some standouts, which uh, for our sort of partner protocols, where we have like quite some exposure for example we own 10 percent of the redacted supply and that's up about 44 percent on the week and then the absolute standout for this week was our partner jonesdale who are doing uh a lot of vault work uh which is sort of abstracting away the difficulty of sort of trying to uh profit off of the options uh, markets that are the emerging budding options ecosystem on Arbitrum, and they are up 94% on the week. Olympus owns 3.3% of their supply. I think that uh, we will be putting some of our treasury with Jones to do some management, hopefully. Uh, has to pass OIP, obviously, through the treasury team. Um, but that was one of the commitments we were made. We would, like, once we were comfortable with their security uh and safety uh so they're moving to sort of uh, smart contract vaults at the moment i think their vaults are still controlled by multi-sig and it'll be for next month that they'll go live with those so hopefully we'll be able to have them managing some of our uh eth uh in their vaults uh because they're making quite some nice tidy profits over there if you still have geome it's sort of extra geome on top of your 
geome earnings um, that you can sort of access through Jonesdale uh, over on Arbitrum. So I think you'd have to bridge if you're currently on Ethereum. And that's pretty easy to do. There's a couple of guides on how to do that. Uh, but this is just really going to sort of, <laughs> it's very difficult sort of if you're not in DeFi every day to be able to really deeply think about sort of what makes up a good uh, portfolio um, of assets. And that's what the treasury team does when they're thinking about, well, what should be that kind of backing, which gives people confidence in a sort of decentralized reserve token, which is what the uh, Olympus community is trying to build. Um, so that's that's kind of what's happening. And yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, We've seen like a nice price run up and then like a tiny, tiny little dip back down. The market's still trying to work out what it wants to do with Ohm. Um, but we've seen some of Olympus's strength returning to her. And it's just an encouragement for all the people in the community. This is a community project, like the Dow's doing the heavy lifting, but it's really up to the community if we want this thing to be successful as people who sort of committing to this big dream uh, to do so. So if you aren't, we encourage you to get on the drums and start beating them um, about all the cool stuff that's happening at Olympus. On the grapevine, this new section, which is sort of rumors around the Omiverse, we had Kirk and Sam from Frax, I believe, on a Twitter Spaces earlier this week uh, that was organized by Narch, one of the our key contributors, um, and they're looking for a mid-April launch. It might be feasible in a fortnight. What? Assuming everything goes uh, right with their audit, which is happening through like Code Arena, uh, which is this kind of public audit. So you put your contracts out, and then there's like a big bounty of cash. Uh, and it encourages everyone to go and look at your contracts and try and find bugs. And then sort of if you find like a severe bug, you get like the biggest portion of the cash. And if you find like medium or kind of minor things, you get like a like a delineation. But like the cash is given out. So you're like encouraged to have a look at it and then to submit something. Uh, and I think if like nothing is submitted, then people can just lodge that they looked at it and get like a little payout, which is kind of cool. Uh, but you do have to register with Code Arena to be a like reviewer. Um, I don't think they require KYC. So you can just sort of go on and uh, take a look. If you're so inclined, we encourage you to do that. We hope to own uh, once once we get all the um, all the processes in alignment. We've got a commitment from Vault for 6% and then we'll be looking to sort of take on Vault as a nice treasury asset. It's a very nice synergistic relationship there. And we have Fay sort of uh, sort of as another big shareholder and Frax, uh, who are also going to take a nice piece. So it'll be a nice sort of uh, <laughs> community project between uh, three friends, Frax, uh, Fay, and Olympus, uh, which is very cool. Um, and then we have a source who's let us know that we're about to see sort of the liquidity start to move. So that'll be, I suppose, the biggest one. We've seen the Frax Ohm move from Uniswap V2 to V3. And then the other, like the kind of major pool is the uh, SushiSwap ETH Ohm <laughs> and uh, the SushiSwap uh, Ohm die, which are the two biggest pools. So moving them off sushi will be uh, very cool because uh, sushi takes like 0.5% of 
uh, Olympus trading fees um, for that protocol, whereas Uniswap takes 0% fees. So it's like a better venue in terms of um, profitability for the protocol. Of course, Sushi, um, while we were on their protocol, they were giving us some rewards for being on there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it makes more sense for us to kind of go to like, you know, where most of the trading's happening, which is on Uniswap. So that, that makes a lot of sense. And then sort of these curve pools where we can use our convex to kind of uh, increase the rewards that we might hope to get over there. Uh, so, and then we heard Concave, they've launched. And by the time this goes out, they, they would have launched by now. So it's a bit clearer sort of what they're building, which is like this sort of builders co-op. And then they have like um, sort of dividends and um token locking for uh, their protocol. And it's like, uh, if you lock it up for like a year, I think then you don't like, you keep your supply share uh, without dilution. And then if you have like kind of lower bonding periods into the protocol, then you kind of do get diluted by bonds. So it's very interesting what they're trying there. And then the eventual plan in their docs they have is to kind of have ohm as a major asset in their treasury um as sort of asset that they, they rely on to have this bread and woods 2.0 system so very cool uh to see that happening uh, and then bearer chain we've got the agreement with them now so we'll end up with like two percent of supply and they've said they're having their devnet which is like the kind of test network which is sort of what you release prior to your main network and that looks like it's going to be released next week i think so people will be able to jump on test things out see see if everything's working as expected and then probably like a couple of weeks after that you'd see a launch of the main net which would be very cool so looking forward to that very excited for bearer chain uh then next up we've got the accruing greater backing for ohm and this is the lusd we've been discussing this for a while which is sort of putting our lusd into the stability pool for lusd and then we had like a carve out uh, proposal which said oh, okay usually we can only put 25 percent of our supply into like a protocol but where the sort of protocol a failure of the sort of yield mechanism would represent a failure of the protocol, then that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So if like the stability pool for LUSD, there was a problem with it, um, then it's very likely that it would mean that the the whole <laughs> the whole system of LUSD would collapse. So uh, it's kind of an inherent risk. So I think that's um, kind of all our LUSD that we have. Um, so uh, put it in there and then it's, earning about eight percent i think eight or nine percent uh and part of that's paid out in eth uh, which we use to um either goes back into our treasury or we trade out for more lusd and then we also get this liquidity token which is that fee capture token for the liquidity protocol for the lusd Next up, we had the Olympus Fundamentals, and this is, it's a series of articles about sort of what is Olympus and why it's important. And then they have these sort of three pillars. And the first pillar they talked about was the reserve pillar. So like what the reserves are actually there for, and that's 
kind of had this market confidence. Uh, and we've seen that in this like most recent downturn. People are like, oh, where should I put my money? Oh, okay, well, Ohm's kind of like backed by stable coins, so it shouldn't be that volatile was like the thinking a few people had I saw on Twitter. So it's kind of like very important. And you can read more about that in the article. And then the liquidity pillar just talks about like the importance of liquidity in the system in terms of sort of generating revenue, but also in terms of people being able to use the asset as a reserve asset because they're able to trade in and out of it with relative ease. Uh, next up, we had the Olympian feedback survey. I think that closed, or it has closed by the time this podcast comes out. I saw a tweet about the results of that. So maybe uh, just follow the Olympus Twitter and you can see the results. Probably not much point putting your response in at the moment. Uh, and then after that, we had this Argo times Olympus. There was a little bit more detail about this, which is kind of being able to like stake your uh, ohm into these vaults uh, and then um, the protocol will be able to mint a stable coin from that collateral and then go and use that for farming and then go and stack ohm with the proceeds of that farming is the intention um, so very cool to see uh, from from the Argo team, the um, I think so it'll just sort of start off as a stablecoin protocol, and then sort of once that's sort of steady, you know, after like a month or two, and then they'll sort of be releasing these products on top. So I think they're targeting like a soft launch for fourth the twentieth of April, which would be very cool, um, and then we'll see kind of what they have going on there um it's um, being supported by the olympus incubator program and there'll be more details on the exact arrangement that that is under very soon uh, they're just sort of trying to fit it into the argo marketing plan uh so this is kind of a little bit of alpha <laughs> for the people listening to this podcast uh and then we had ap wine uh and olympus and what ap wine does is it's this protocol and you can sort of put your yield bearing assets into it and then it splits it up between the sort of uh, principal token and the yield token so it will say like for a term like three months like what is the yield for this position so it might be like compound say and then you'll have your underlying like if you put in a hundred dollars and they'll give you one token which represents your underlying which is a hundred dollars but then uh, it might be like 4% interest. And so they'd have another token, which would be sort of the 1% interest you're entitled to. And then you can go and trade that separately, right? But if you're talking millions of dollars, uh, <laughs> then the then the interest rates make more sense in terms of wanting to go and trade that, right? And somebody might say, oh, well, I'm willing to buy that now for a discount, like maybe 95%. And then you kind of have this, um, the, the um, able to you access that future yield, uh, which might be, you know, you might want to go do something else with it, like mint more uh, <laughs> stable coins and go get more interest. And I think that's what um, we'll see. I think AP1 is partnered with um, 
Fiat DAO, one of our partners as well. And that's sort of what Fiat DAO does. It's like a venue where you can come and take those yield tokens and, and trade them on like a secondary market and like mint this Fiat token against it, which is kind of like a stable-ish kind of coin targeting a dollar, but it's not like exactly a dollar all the time because they'll have like different yield bearing tokens, which will be entitled to different types of things. Uh, so they are doing a partnership with Ohm, uh, and and essentially they're just going to allow you to access your future Ohm yield. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. I haven't actually played around with it at all. Uh, I think it's not live yet, but it's going to be for next month, or maybe it is already. Don't quote me on that. Um, you can check it out on their website. There's also uh, AMA coming up with them, uh, which is being hosted in the main Discord, and you can check that out. And if you miss it, of course, it'll be recorded. And then Tap10 is uh, the next subject, which is sort of us doing something with all the ETH we have in the treasury. And then this is a follow-on from that, that rocket pool proposal to have our ETH, which is sort of just the representative position of like the ETH staked in the proof of stake mechanism for uh, Ethereum. And then this is sort of a competitor uh, to uh, rocket pool, which is Lido. Lido has been around a bit longer, but they have like a few more centralization risks, but very good reputation, um, much bigger than Rocket Pool at the moment. Um, but yeah, we'll be looking to put some into uh, Lido as well, just so we're sort of having risk spread across like multiple providers, just because there is always risk that there's something happens with that. And it's obviously not going to be all our ETH either. So I think we'll have sort of 25% of our ETH in each. And then um, I, we can put uh, ETH in other venues, but you don't want to really have more than a quarter of your kind of reserve assets exposed. So that's what's happening there. Klima Dow Love Letter is the next one, which is OIP88. You can check it out on the forums. So what this is, is you essentially... Uh, Klima's has this uh, system where you are able to burn your uh, Klima tokens uh, for a carbon offset. So you're trading it to like sort of burn the um, carbon tons in the treasury of Klima. And this is through the Klima Infinity program. So, you know, the expectation is like you'll see a lot of corporate sort of providers who want to like be carbon neutral and then they'll come and use this as a sort of mechanism for them to be able to manage their carbon offset. So you buy a bunch of Klima and then you'll burn like a percentage of it, you know, every year to make sure that you're carbon neutral or carbon negative, whichever one you want to do. Uh, so they've proposed like Olympus kind of try and be carbon neutral as well. And as to be one of the first sort of adopters of this, I think it's pretty important. Like I know there's like lots of different uh, viewpoints on sort of, uh, you know, the debate around global warming sort of, I think most people agree that there's like sort of change, <laughs> but like what, how do you best manage that and whether or not, you know, this is the best system for it or um, kind of the effect of CO2 or whether or not like there are other factors as well. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really want to get into a discussion about that. Uh, I put up a post on the forum, which was, you know, there's kind of going to be lots of different views, but 
we are equity holders in Klima and you know we think it's a good uh, protocol that it's going to be successful in what it does and that's because it appeals to a lot of these um, companies that are trying to achieve these sort of um, offsets uh, and the like uh, and increase the price of carbon so uh, there's two options which is burn sort of 3.5 percent of our clima and then that'd be like 33,333 tons or like 0.34% of our clima, which would be 3,333 tons. I think 3.5% is like, that's quite a significant amount of our clima. So I don't know if that's such a great idea, but I think like we should definitely be a part of it because it's important for their success that people are seen to be using it as a, like a useful and good thing. Uh, so I actually recommended on the forum that people sort of vote for the second one because I think it is important. Um, and I think that's sort of the right balance there at the 3,333. Uh, so if you want to check it out and sort of indicate on the forum, like what your kind of um, thinking is around it, um, you can go there and there's a temperature check as well. Twitter thread this week was sort of Apollo's one um, celebrating. He's got like the Agora forum <laughs> kind of image in the background, which is this uh, one made by Yuri, which is a like 2021 yearbook image. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, and he's sort of, you know, quoting this, here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, uh, you know, quote, uh, which is very, very nice Apollo co-founder of Olympus, uh, huge impact on like trying to make sure the DAO is running properly and all things are checked off properly for uh, the protocol. Big help to Agora and the incubator certainly. So thanks Apollo. That's a very heartwarming one there. Omeo this week is Katarina from Olympus Odyssey. Um, she's most recently took the reins to ensure a smooth airdrop for the Omi Day Pass. If you haven't, uh, head over to the Olympus Odyssey server uh, and you can check out the Omi Day Pass, which will be sort of your gateway uh, to the um, Omi C, the Olympus Odyssey sort of NFT platform. So I definitely recommend you do this. Like it wouldn't be something you want to miss out on uh, in terms of like, the rewards that potential that it could have for that so if you have held ohm since may 2021 i think you'll qualify for it and you can it should have just turned up in your wallet but if you have any questions head over to the um the uh olympus odyssey discord um i think you can see it in the hidden tab on uh your open c um, profile if you want to check there i think shreddy said that to me earlier today, so we'll see. <laughs> uh, the meme of the week this week is from Templum Spiritum, and it's like the Ohm not dead, and it's this guy like standing next to a coffin, and there's someone who appears to be dead in it, and it's got the Ohm symbol on it, and the next one's like, ah, I tricked you, <laughs> not dead, and then the guy in the coffin is sort of awake. Uh, very funny. Um, uh, so yeah, obviously that's the opinion of Agora that Ohm is definitely not dead. Um, but yeah, kind of going from, uh, building back up off that base kind of, uh, and sort of now sort of building back some of, some of her strength as we ascend up Mount Olympus. 
There's the state of the Dow update, which is just some bits and pieces from around the Dow. So you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. You can check that out yourself. What's coming up? So I think for bits this week, we kind of had um, this uh, $700 million hack from the the Axie Infinity Bridge, um, which is a lot of money. Uh, Axie Infinity, I think, fully diluted valuation is something crazy, like in the billions. So I don't think that'll be going anywhere. But it's, um, yeah, it just, I, I think it really shows the, like, um, vulnerability of doing things on bridges because a lot of the time it is just these multi-sigs um, which are securing them. So you just have to be super careful when you're dealing with like any size amount of money. Um, and like it's, you know, obviously safer to use uh, the Ethereum blockchain, but it's quite expensive. But sort of these uh, L2 solutions that are coming online, you kind of have that trustless bridging, right? So um that's one solution uh which is quite cool um omis we will probably leave it there and i will see you next week uh we will have uh the dispatch as usual i think we've got um the sporos um crew coming on they're going to tell us a bit about that next week um which is this uh sort of part of incubator but it's really targeting sort of ideation like you have an idea you can turn up and sort of people help you develop it and you know maybe turn it into a multi-million dollar protocol um so looking forward to speaking to them next week but we'll leave it there omis thank you